So I've been told I actually have to, I'm supposed to share a message after this. Um, we are very grateful for each one of you. We are very thankful for each one of you in our own lives. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for us to uh, think of leaving, but it's also our obedience um, that Sean talked about that uh, causes us. Oh, this wouldn't be the first time one of my children was on the platform. Um, and as I was, I was actually listening, I didn't plan on talking about this, but uh, it's kind of in my head, as I was listening to um, Daryl McIntyre on Friday night uh, say his farewell uh, to Edmonton, um, he said something that was very kind of profound to me, that you don't want to give a false sense of humility, um, but you did what you were asked to do, right? And... Uh, so that's kind of how we feel, and uh, God placed us here. Um, we knew what we were kind of getting into um, when we started, but things change as well. So, and, and we really want to use the word farewell instead of goodbye. So we feel goodbye is kind of final. The definition of farewell is that it's used to express parting good wishes. And as believers in Christ, it, you really are we will see each other one, uh, once again, right? So it isn't goodbye, it is farewell. And it's just for now. I think back to when Kelsey and I moved here, so when we candidated over five years ago, we came and we flew into Edmonton and we knew nothing about the city and um, we were driving from the airport to, down the Henday to the West End at like midnight and I'm like, I have not a clue where the heck I am. It's like, it just felt like lights forever, right? Um, so we candidate, we find a place to live, we're ready to go home, and as we're leaving the building, yeah, you actually don't have a place to live. So you need to go home, pack up your stuff, come, and we'll, you know, because that didn't work out. But God knew, and uh, through his providence and through those things, we found a, a place that worked out even better. Um, so we move here, Kelsey's pregnant with Cooper, Jackson's three, we learned what lawn chair living was, because we didn't have stuff for over a month and a half, um, but the church rallied, we felt that community, as, uh, you know, people brought us lawn chairs and futons and all sorts of random stuff to, uh, do that. So as we say that, it is not um, farewell. We've been through a lot together. But what reminded me this week was the idea of Paul's farewells in his letters. There were times where he would return, or hope to return, right? But he always kind of gave a farewell. He would give churches counsel, wish them grace and peace as he departed. And as my family and I say farewell, we thought it'd be fitting to leave you with what Paul uses in 1 Thessalonians. So this morning, if you'd open your Bibles with me um, as we enter the Word of God uh, to 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 12 to 28. So as you're turning there, uh, and we look at the book of 1 Thessalonians, we really know that Paul wrote this after uh, Corinth. He was, he'd been there about 18 months at this point, and then he went back to Corinth to write this, and to put this in context, this is only about 20 years after Jesus ascended into heaven. And he begins in verse 12. Now we, 
and traveling with him in this, in this letter is Paul is traveling with Silvanus and Timothy. And it says, now we, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, who admonish you, who hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other, we urge you, brothers and sisters. Warn those who are idle, disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quelch the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, body be kept blameless at the coming of the Lord, Jesus Christ. The one who calls you faithful, he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all brothers and sisters and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So Paul really sees the church as a family, right? He really sees this as instruction. We see that he placed leaders there, right? We see that God has placed leaders in the church. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, who admonish you, hold them in the highest regard in love of work and live in peace with each other. As Warren Wiersbe put it, I thought it was really kind of succinct. It was, your job as believers is to come alongside your leaders that God has placed here, to accept them, to appreciate them, to love them, to respect them. And I know there will be times when the leaders, you might think, have a crazy idea. If you remember back to 2016, we were thinking of renovating the front of the sanctuary, and there were different pictures with wood and rock and curtains and all sorts of things, but there was that last picture, and the carpeting up here was a lovely orange color. <laughs> While it was meant as a joke, there were a few of you that thought I might be a little serious. So, there may not be every crazy idea you go along with, but go talk to your leader instead. Don't just freak out. So, love them, accept them. I encourage you to accept, love, appreciate, follow your pastors and leaders at West Meadows. In Ephesians, Paul tells us that these are the people that are equipping you for the work of the ministry as saints. So uh, as you accept, uh, accept, appreciate, and love and respect them, Paul wants to encourage the Thessalonians, and I want to encourage you to remember that you are a family. And a church family as such, you need to minister to one another. As the passage continues, we see that as we urge you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who are idle, disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, and always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Paul really provides here who we are to minister to first. The idle, the disruptive, the undisciplined, we all have a friend at times that might go off in the wrong direction. We might need to help hold accountable, correct 
and sometimes it's us, that you are to encourage the faint-hearted, the disheartened, maybe through difficult situations, right? You may not be able to fix it. Most wives in here would know what I'm talking about. As men, you, aren't, you can't fix it. You come alongside your brother and you pray with them. You love them. You encourage them. Help the weak. We could be talking maybe physically. We could be even talking financially here, but probably what we're really talking about is spiritually. Come alongside those who aren't as mature as you in the faith. Have coffee with them. Do a Bible study with them. Bring them into your group. Bring them into your home, into your life, and walk with them. And then Paul tells us that we have to do these things with love and patience, grace, watching our own hearts and why we're doing it. And most of all, he refocuses us back on joy-filled. That we are Christ-centered in what we do. That our joy comes from Christ. Your identity doesn't come from anything else. It comes from Jesus. This might sound familiar because we actually find these things in the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, and patience. And I think back to the times that we've been here. There's been birthdays, births, loss, moves, meals, events that we've spent with you and you've spent with us. There have been times where you've ministered to us, even though we might have been the ones that were supposed to be ministering to you. You walked with us through losses, um, through trials, through struggles. You showed what it means to be a community that cares in the way that Paul talks here. One example for us that's kind of really profound is was at Connections Camp. I remember the first year, uh, if you've never gone, I'll kind of give you a glimpse. The first year, you're kind of shocked at the amount of stuff you got to bring. You're like, what? I bring all this stuff? This is being exhausting. I didn't come here to work. But I remember the first year. So we almost didn't go because Cooper was supposed to be born the day Connections Camp happened, but instead he decided he wanted out a month early. Spent two weeks in the NICU, and then we had some time to go. So we decided, okay, we'll pack up all the stuff and go. Jackson really wanted to go. And, you know, as a church leader, I'm supposed to be excited about this, right? By the second year, I was sold. I didn't care how much stuff I had to pack. I didn't care if I was the one who had to figure out how to fit the Slurpee machine into my car because that is required. We were going to go. And part of that came out really was, I remember it was either first or second night we were there. I told Kelsey I'd get up in the middle of the night with Cooper um, and feed him. I get up, I walk out. There are still people in this atrium area playing games, of course. Um, and games often turn into prayer sessions and crying and all sorts of crazy things that God does there. But I walk in, because I'm like, oh, there's people still up. I walk in, Brenda uh, Werbisky and Brenda Graves take Cooper from me and say, go, you go back to bed. We'll take care of this. We'll come drop him off when we're ready for bed. I have not a clue when he actually was dropped off, but he was there the next morning. But uh, it was that care, right? Like, we're part of your family. We're going to take care of you. So I highly encourage you to, in 
enjoy the opportunity to go to Connection Camp and be part of that family. And lastly, Paul talks about this kind of celebration of family. He talks about rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you faithful, he will do it. Brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. I charge you before the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So while these kind of things could probably all be done together that are written about, this is really meant to be collective. The idea of prayer. You guys are praying together as a collective whole. Maybe after service you need prayer. So you come over and pray with the prayer team. Praise. We got to do a wonderful praise this morning as we lift our hearts to God. And while you can do these things at home, there's this element of refreshing that happens in the body together. The word of God as we spend time digging into seeing what it says together. In godly living as we hold one another up as accountable. In Christian fellowship as we spend time getting to know one another. Each week here there is a way for you to celebrate. Be here on Sunday mornings, be a part of it. Also be part of a life group, which is a smaller community that will walk with you through these times. Paul knows that the celebration is part of what holds us together that we need that. That's why he's encouraging them. As he talks about the leaders that you are to respect and follow under, to the idea of caring for one another, to this idea of celebrating one another, it's all for the glory of God. It's all for that sense of refreshing that joy that you have inside of you. Maybe you had a hard week at work last week and you left Friday kind of discouraged and tomorrow you go in and your coworker says something like, last week was rough. Why are you okay today? Well, you know, I had this encounter on Sunday. I got refreshed. I got this joy. I know where my joy is placed. It's not in the angry customer that yelled at me on Friday or something that got missed or whatever might have happened. So as Kelsey and I say farewell for now, but not for forever. May you be reminded that God is always with you. May you find community inside these walls, not to be insular, but that you grow, refresh, and learn to learn to live and be Jesus outside these walls. So we just thank you for the opportunity to serve you these last five years. And uh, if you join with me, we'll spend some time with God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We're just so grateful for who you are, Lord. And uh, we thank you for this letter that Paul has written and that we get to look at the model of uh, following our leaders, being able to care for one another, that, he, that there is a special community that God created that we care for one another, we minister to one another, we put others' needs before our own. And Lord, that we can celebrate on a Sunday and be refreshed, that we can go to life group on a Tuesday night and feel exhausted and not want to go, but we walk out feeling renewed by your spirit. 
Lord, may we take all that to be this vibrant light. And I pray specifically for West Meadows as it seeks to be that to the Lewis Farms community, that you would just embolden the hearts here, that you would soften the hearts in Lewis Farms, and that we would just see more people accept you, Lord. That that opportunity is free and available to anyone, and that the world that this place is called to is able to share Jesus and that people see their need for you. We just love you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you today. We give you the glory for our ministry and for the ministry to come here. In Christ's name, amen.